Alright, party people. <laughs> oh man. Um <clears throat> I'm still gonna be clearing my throat, coughing and stuff. Apologies, apologies. Uh topic came to mind. What it's like having trans friends. Um now it's something that I don't know if I've ever really had to try to explain or talk about before. Um so what it's like having trans friends um so yeah after recording about that uh legislation piece i was uh thinking more and more about my trans friends not so much about drag or things like that but uh, queer culture in general and just you know I kind of got to thinking you know what it's like being a queer person what it's like you know having trans friends um or knowing trans people being around trans people in general what it's like um the first I'm trying to think who was the first trans person that I knew was trans and was out as trans. Um, I remember the first gay person I knew. Um, uh, I don't know if these two people are still living yet or still living. Uh, so I don't really, well, I mean, this person was completely openly out, so I feel like I'm not, like, outing them, um, because they were completely out, so the reason why I'm saying that is because the Adventist community is small, and even being in LA, I mean, it, it's possible to identify people, but this is way back, I must have been five years old or so, there's this guy, younger looking, I was like five, so I don't know how old he was. He was probably, let's say, 21 or so. Blonde hair. Um, I don't know if it was naturally blonde, but blonde hair. It wasn't really long hair, uh, but blonde hair. And there was this old lady, like, I don't remember when she passed, but she's old. Like, she drove this little old rabbit, like a tan rabbit. Her name was Rosie. And she used to always come to my parents' car, like, after church. And give me those can You know those candies? Those candies that are, like, wrapped in that, like, strawberry-looking wrapper. It's, like, uh... A red base and like a the top of it is like green and they're kind of like twisted in that like wax or plasticky paper and they have the it's a hard candy hard strawberry flavored candy that's filled with like this little strawberry jelly or liquid or like it's like a soft strawberry candy inside this hard candy And when they would get old or, like, punctured, they would kind of, like, leak out. But you could still eat it because it's, like, hard candy. It's just sugar. So, 
she would always give us those candies she'd have pineapple ones I think I remember specifically strawberry ones because they were popular back then in like the 80s 90s I haven't seen those types of candies in, in years but they were like cheap some cheap candy that everybody I don't know a lot of adults seem to have them my dad used to bring them home from work sometimes like I don't know where I've, I've never even seen like a bag of them I've just seen people have them in their pockets and give them out to people and stuff like when I was a kid so I got candy from her like she would come up to me and my brother and be like do you want a color do you want a color you know and she would always give us candies and say how we're sweet kids and stuff and that she was either a caucasian or latina lady i don't recall um but this guy ken ken lived with her um and he was younger than her like she was old when i was like five she was already like kind of like back a little bent over completely gray i think she had a cane and wore those like old lady kind of house coat kind of sweaters and like those old women's like nursing shoes um and she was old so um and i specifically remember i don't know if it was my parents or some other people at church being like you know i guess rosie found out that ken was gay or something and i don't know how i got wind of this like i must have been around adults talking about it or in some kind of space where somebody was mentioning it and i kind of just knew by the way they were talking about it that like they weren't happy about it and I kind of knew what they meant even though I don't know how I ever found that like I never remember specifically asking somebody what does gay mean but um I remember knowing even at that age like what they meant when they were saying oh Ken's gay and I was like oh you know like people aren't supposed to know that about him like in my head I was kind of like that's something that people aren't supposed to like know or find out um not necessarily that he's not supposed to be but that it's just one of those things that's like you know if people find out they're gonna be like unhappy with you about it um so I must have been five because we weren't living in Missouri we were living in LA and um yeah going to this little church on saturdays and uh rosie and ken they were like housemates like she let ken live with her and you know i think uh i feel like i'm i'm gonna kick myself if i'm wrong with this story but i think he contracted hiv i think he got aids and i think he passed away from that now, I don't fully, I can't say 110% sure because I was like very young and there's only a, a couple people I could probably ask about this to see if it was accurate, um, but I don't think so. Um, I don't think... Um, 
I don't think there's a lot of people um, who I could ask. Um, there's one friend that I could ask, but I don't think there's a lot of people I could ask. So, <clears throat> I'm trying to think. The first trans person I knew, uh, the first drag queen I, I learned about was RuPaul. Because um, I remember when that song, um, I don't know the name of it, but that You Better Work song, when it was like Cover Girl or whatever it's called. Um, when it was popular, like, we used to watch MTV hits in the morning, like, MTV, BET. We used to watch those kind of hits in the morning before school, um, while we were kind of, like, packing our bags and, like, getting ready. There was, like, a little bit of downtime, and so we would watch that, and so we knew when that show was over, it was time to start getting in the car. And so we would watch, we would usually hurry up to get ready so we could, like, watch the whatever was number one or whatever and so around the time when that was number one my mom was like oh yeah RuPaul you guys know right that RuPaul's a drag queen and I was like what's what's that he's like you know it's a man and I was like oh okay and like I was just like cool you know like I didn't think much of it I was like I've never really seen anybody do that before um And I guess the first friends I ever had that did, like, maybe, like, cross-dressing for fun. Um, there's a kid that's, I think he's, uh, when I was in fifth grade, he was in kindergarten, I'm pretty sure. But I don't know, because I remember he would go in the preschool room and try on dresses and heels and wigs and all this kind of stuff. Um, I really don't know, though. I really don't know um, who I who is who isn't. Like I don't know. Like I'm trying to think. If there's anybody who specifically comes to mind, um, really gotta think this through. Alright, did a little change of location there. Uh, I feel a lot more comfortable talking about these things outside of the house when I'm in my car or driving around town or just not in the house. Um... Unless it's early in the morning when I know nobody can, like, overhear me. Um, But, yeah, that's the reality of things. Like, I don't know. We're not even going to get into, like, the toxic bullshit of my household. But um, it could be worse. I'll just put it that way. It's not... I'm not, like, at risk in any way. But it's still, like, you know, very religious family and all. The whole nine... Uh, we don't need to get into it, but yeah, so Ken and Rosie, um, Rosie wasn't queer as far as I know. I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of people that were never out when I was young. Um, I'm trying to think though, the first trans person I knew 
Um, like that, the friend that I know that, you know, when I was in fifth grade and they were in kindergarten, they do drag, um, in San Francisco. I don't know to what level, like, I don't know, like anything about their performances, anything like that too much, not too much detail about all that, but I do know, um, um, I do kind of know, you know, how they are, like, I do kind of know what they do, and I just want to say, like, I've never had a negative experience with my trans friends, a negative experience dating trans people as far as the the trans people themselves I mean I've never really had a negative experience only once I would say because the person was kind of like way more into substances and more into substances than they were uh ready to kind of like develop anything along with me um so that was kind of like something that I didn't have a lot of patience for but, um, I, um, I don't know, I'm trying to think, maybe the first trans person I knew was when I was older, um, I knew a lot of, like, masked females, queer females, queer males, I say queer, like, LGBT people, like, everyone kind of identified however they identified, um, I don't know, there's a friend that I know that is trans that I don't know how long they identified as trans for, and I want to say that person is the first person I knew that was trans but maybe I didn't know they were trans um back then I mean they are still it's not it didn't change but um nothing changed about that but I was not aware of it um I was not um informed or aware or knowledgeable about it um I don't know if there are other friends I've had that are, that are trans, um, from my youth. I'm trying to think if there are any, um, uh, like I've known people that were friends of friends. But I'm trying to think if I actually, because I knew a lot of freaking people. It's just, I don't know if I ever knew anybody that was like, I have their number, I've got their email, Facebook, MySpace, whatever, you know, like, and it's someone that was either like in my class or in my church friend groups or even someone that was at the church where I went. Uh, There were people at churches that I went to uh before where there were trans people there um but 
And I don't know if I, like, when I first knew about trans people, like, I feel like there was something in the class, I think our health class at the, at the religious school didn't teach anything about homosexuality, gay, lesbian, straight, bi, trans, nothing, um, intersex, nothing. I think they only taught about, um, homophobia for sure. They taught about homophobia. That's for sure. Um, I don't remember if they taught anything. Like, I remember being younger and my mom using words like transvestite. Um, that's a term that I don't hear though. Like, and I feel like that term was maybe used by my mom, maybe some aunts, saying the term transvestite, um, about people that were, um, I, I don't know, like, you know, because they weren't necessarily drag performers, but it was, like, maybe like, questionable, like, would this person get, like, a gender-related surgery, and so I feel like it was almost like a, like a, like a, like a joke, like, kind of, like, in a joking way, I'd heard, like, my mom and maybe, like, some aunt say stuff about, like, oh, they're a transvestite, and it was usually related to, like, entertainers, so, like, singers, actors, like, people who maybe didn't look exactly, like, you know, like, people like the RuPaul's, the Sinead O'Connor's, the Grace Jones, the people that, maybe, like, a bald woman or a man with a skirt and things like that, but it wasn't necessarily, like, they were trans or, or it wasn't they were wearing drag or they're gay, it was, like, I knew that those were different things, but the way I think that was the first exposure I had to it was probably at a young age with my parent not my not both my parents just my mom and her sisters like maybe two or three of them laughing about like transvestites for some reason or another and I don't know how it came up it was probably like MTV was on in the background or like some kind of other type of show like Ricky Lake or something like that you know, and there was some talk about transvestites or something. It was more like a laughable, like, look at these kind of freaks kind of thing. It was never like, this is an actual identity or, like, this is actually, like, a person's, like, how they are. It was more like, oh, they're doing this. Like, they almost took it on, like, oh, they're doing this just like the people who or, like, the street performers that, like, eat fire, or, like, the acrobats that, like, bend and twist in, like, a pretzel, or, like, more for, like, a performance nature of things, like, they're playing with their gender for, like, performance reasons, and so that's kind of initially what I kind of thought transvestite meant, uh, and I thought that maybe people get surgeries to have that, happen you know because that's the context that 
I overheard family members as a kid, you know, again, I was like five or so, six, seven, um, hearing my mom and aunts kind of joking about stuff like that. Um, they'd be like in the kitchen cooking dinner or whatever. And everybody's kind of pitching in, peeling potatoes, whatever, playing card games, skip bow is a big one. And like some other card games, like big card game, family, game, family, domino, stuff like that. Um, so we would, we would play like that. Um, uh, like they, not, we would play like that, but they would say stuff like that. And I would, I don't think I ever knew what it meant, but like the school where I went, you wouldn't be running around saying things like transvestite, like it was kind of one of those terms I never really fully understood what it meant, um, and I never fully understood what other people meant, like, when they said it, and I think when I first started learning about trans people, I was not certain about the difference between transvestite and transsexual and I probably didn't learn that in all honesty until I want to say college or maybe high school probably community college but I don't I really don't remember like I really don't remember um uh, but yeah, the first trans friend I ever had was someone who I've known for a very long time. Uh, like since I was in like seventh or eighth grade or so. Um, um, now there are a lot of a lot of people that i that i know now that are trans um uh i've definitely talked online to a lot of trans people um had crushes on plenty of them dated a few, uh, I don't know, I don't, I'm trying to think, uh, I feel like the first trans friend I had that I knew was trans was within the last 10 years, um, uh, maybe 12 years or so, because I think, in grad school, I think I had a trans friend in grad school. Um, but I don't remember much, honestly, because, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what happened to them. Like, I don't, I don't know. We just lost touch with each other, and I wasn't really like out, really back then like not when I was in LA I I wasn't really too out until I moved to San Diego honestly because I just didn't didn't feel like my surroundings in LA were really suitable for that 
and I wasn't very independent, you know, I didn't have my own income, I wasn't independent enough, like, I was like, I gotta wait till I'm, like, independent enough, so that none of this comes back and bites me in the ass, you know, like, I need to make sure that I can, that I'm taken care of, you know, without having to risk any, anything, um, but there's definitely a lot that I noticed I put up with just for that freedom, you know, that's a big reason why I didn't move back to LA earlier, a big reason why I didn't do a lot of things, you know, stay in LA, avoid working at a dead-end job, you know, avoid living with crazy-ass roommates, like, avoid living in certain places to avoid having roommates, I mean, Jesus, you know, just because of the freedom I got there in San Diego to just kind of be who I am without anybody saying a thing, and if they did, it was like, what difference does it make to me? It's not going to ruin my life at all. Um, so, yeah, that was one thing. Uh, was having a friend in grad school that I lost contact with. Um, I don't really think there's too much I can really share about that person, though, because... I really just don't think I can. Um, Not in a bad way. It's just there's no way of like. um, Like protecting this person. Like at all. You know without like fully outing them. Like there's no way. So I really just can't say much. I can just say grad school. LA. Um, That could be freaking anybody. Um. And so, yeah, that was a struggle. Uh, Just losing contact was a struggle um, just because of how and why. But it it wasn't anything on my end. Nothing like there was no bad blood, like nothing was like that. It was just they just kind of cut ties with everybody. Um. So, there's that, there was, um, so I would say if I just fast forward to now, because <laughs> that's easier to do, honestly, um, I've I've got quite a, a handful of uh trans friends. Um I would say the first trans person I I dated uh, the first trans person I was interested in it was not a mutual interest. Um I was interested they were not. Um but we were friends, got along. Uh ended up just not living anywhere near one another and just kind of just stopped hanging out but um I mean they're a person I could probably hit up whenever in all honesty but I just don't because it's a little awkward on my end so I just don't um they don't associate with anybody that I know anymore um so I I don't know anything about what they're up to um don't have them on social media, nothing, like, I've got an old number, I'm not even sure if it still works, 
Um, I don't really talk to them much, and that's fine, you know. Uh, we just kind of grew in different directions, and that's fine. It was just naturally, we just naturally don't, we just naturally got out of contact. And I feel like that's the best way. When things just naturally run their course, it's like, you know, what can you, what can be said about that? Um, <clears throat> so we naturally went our separate ways. Um, no animosity, nothing. Um, there was a friend, let me see. Uh, there's a friend who, I'm trying to think, there's a friend who I didn't know was, that that I didn't know identified as trans, and I'm pretty sure they never mentioned it, and I'm pretty sure they weren't always identifying that way, or maybe they weren't always out. Um, I do recall some conversations where they mentioned something about a bathroom scenario that happened to them. Um, and I, I kind of made some comments, some gender comments, um, cause they never mentioned being trans and the way they were talking about that story was kind of like, you know, the way they identified themselves and like initially talked about themselves like there was never any mention of trans non-binary uh pronouns nothing nothing along those lines um do I know this pronouns now yes um and that's fine I'm not saying people need to or have to but um It's, um, yeah, um, the first person I ever dated that was trans was nice, very tall, um, no, 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 the first person was actually very short, nice, um, and just kind, um, I maybe didn't have the best of communication skills. I think, I mean, I was pretty into them, but I feel like, they weren't too assertive, and I was not listening like I wasn't reading into things so they were like really passive with things um and I know why like I understand why like but say for example you know we were at a a club once and well more than once but once and you know at Rich's in San Diego and it was a a Thursday night, this is ages ago, and I chose Thursday night because I'm like, oh, it's ladies' night, you know, and I don't know if that was offensive, but I just said I like to go on Thursday night because it's ladies' night, like, it wasn't, like, you know, like, you were born a female, that's not what I was getting at, it was more so, 
you know, can we meet on this night? And I, I, I don't know. I could go back through the messages probably and figure out what I said. But basically, I believe I kind of was like, let's meet here and then go there. And they're like, cool. I've never been to any of these like queer spaces. And I was like, cool. I get to show a queer person a queer environment and have fun. And I was kind of like, you know, what kind of music do you like more? R&B, hip hop, like EDM, like, like dance music, like, you know, kind of like pop remixes kind of stuff. And they're like, yeah, I like kind of like EDM and that kind of stuff. So I'm like, all right, let's go to that side. But that is a bigger dance floor and people tend to like the R&B more. Usually on ladies night, for some reason, the, the, the R&B side would fill in a lot. And then the other side wouldn't, like the EDM side wouldn't. And so, you know, um, we would go to, you know, I was like, let's go to the EDM side. And I was kind of into dancing and stuff. So we were like dancing a little bit. And they were like, you know, um, Something about, like, I, you know, if you want to get a drink, like, like, they were saying they wanted, I drove, so I was like, I'm not drinking that much. I think I had one drink, because we went out to dinner before, and I think I had one drink, and I was like, um, but I was really quiet that, I was really quiet that night, I remember, and then, like, yeah, and that's something that I think a lot of people don't really know about me, is, like, when I get really comfortable, I can get really quiet. It doesn't mean I'm not having fun. It doesn't mean I'm not having a good time. Usually it just means I'm comfortable just being in my own head when I'm around you and just being in the moment and not really worrying about, like, I don't worry when I'm about you, when I'm around you. I'm not worrying about what you're thinking about me. Nothing. Like, that's usually what that means when I'm just, like, quiet all the time. Uh... Because eventually I do run out of stuff to say. So I just don't try to fill the space. And, you know, I was kind of having one of those nights. I remember I was like, oh, damn, I wish I was a little more social tonight. But uh, not, you know. Uh, so it was kind of nice that we went to the club. And, you know, they were like, oh, I didn't, you know, I want you to, um, I want to, I was going to get a drink, but I, I want you to, you know, I don't want you to have to wait for me. And I was kind of like, uh, like, what do you mean? Like, I, you don't want me to have to wait, you know, it's like they wanted to get a drink. Uh, but you know, and so I kind of took that as well. Um, you know, they mentioned it a couple times and I was kind of like, you know, now I would have been like, no, it's fine. You know, but like back then I was kind of just like, uh, like they're not really pushing that they want to drink. And I was kind of into dancing. And so I didn't really say anything. And then they're like, do you want to go to the other side? It's okay if you want to go to the other room. Cause we were like the only ones on the dance floor pretty much maybe two other people but it's just us pretty much so I think they were like I want to go to the other side you know because there's more people in there and this is 
awkward and uncomfortable kind of thing. So I think there were, like, things like that where I was just, like, completely, like, there were, like, moments like that where it was, like, a little bit passive for me. Like, it's kind of like, I need somebody, just tell me what you need. I can't do the whole, like, oh, I think this. It's like, I'm, I wasn't very, like, attuned to this person too much. Like, I, I would, I would be nervous, like, not necessarily... Like, they didn't make me nervous, but I was just nervous. Like, anytime I would be in a situation that's like, oh, we're calling this a date, I would be nervous. It's like, if we're just, like, meeting up and hanging out, I really don't care. But the second you call it a date, I'm like, oh, shit. Like, the pressure's on kind of thing. And so that's kind of why I was kind of, like, not functional. um, Very socially functional. And so we start talking and we start interacting, uh, and it just kind of kept going that way. Like the the like, I wasn't latching on to the cues of like when this person kind of suggests something, that means that's what they want to do. Um, so I just ignored it when they suggested things because they weren't very direct or straightforward. And to me, I was just kind of like, oh, you know, they mentioned that they want to do these things, but I was never like, oh, yeah, let's go do it. I was usually like, well, you know, (laughs) like, okay, you know, like I just wasn't very tuned into the situation. And um, on my end, I'm pretty sure that's why things didn't continue, but um that was never explicitly told to me. Like, I don't really know for sure. Um, we just kind of decided that, you know, we weren't going to take things, um, further to, you know, some other more, um, more solid level. It was kind of like, yeah, if I see you around town, I see you. If I hit you up, I hit you up. And we saw each other around town and hit each other up a a little less and a little less and a little less until it just kind of fizzled and you know uh there were points where we were dating other people too and we would go out on dates and like it just we just didn't really date too often um I don't know how long that lasted I want to say maybe like a year like I don't really know like honestly it's hard for me to really tell um I'm not gonna go through like every single trans person that I dated in every single date but like um friends, um, yeah, I want to say probably middle school was the first friend I had, um, but I don't know if they were out then, I don't really know, um, and so I can't really speak to that, because that, it's, uh, it's another setting I don't really know if I can really talk about. Um, I don't want to, actually. And then there's this other... Like, not in a bad way. I just don't want to. Like, I have every right to not want to talk about something. Um, there's... There was a... Um... um I'm trying to think if there if there was a different 
trans friend. Um, I'll start getting into more recent examples pretty soon, but, um, one of my, one of my trans friends, I didn't know they were trans, but they told me like a little after, you know, we've been having a conversation and a group of friends and they kind of revealed to me that they're trans and I was like, cool, you know, like, um, I didn't really say anything about it. I was kind of like, cool, you know? Um, but, you know, I tried to be friendly and we still, we hung out and stuff. Like, we hung out maybe two, three times after that. Um, and kind of parted, went a little bit separate ways. Um, this was a friend of a friend. Uh, this person's doing really well. Um, they got a speaking engagement at the trans day of, at one of the trans day of visibility events. Um, and they're definitely representative of the Latinx and QPOC community. Uh, very visible online, very visible in person, very visible in the local community. Um... We don't really talk that much, but I'm pretty sure we're going to see each other around. Um, at the least, we'll probably see each other at Pride events and things. Um, I... Um, there's a... There's a, mm, there's a trans friend I have where, uh, not too long ago, you know, we went to a rave, (laughs) surprise, surprise, um, yeah, we went to a rave and, um, you know, they kind of mentioned, you know, we there there were maybe three occurrences that I feel happened due to hanging out with a trans person, hanging out with my trans friend, um, this trans friend. And so, one situation was um, just this ultra friendly lady <laughs> um, talking to our group I think we look gay I mean I'm pretty sure I mean I don't know like I feel like when you when I don't know what people think but it's like when I'm in my element with my non-straight friends and with my friends that kind of like have a lot of non-conforming preferences and identities and styles to them I mean, I think it just screams just like rainbows and queer as we're walking around. Like, anyone who would think otherwise, I feel like they would just, they would not assume, oh, this is a straight group of people. Like, there's not a lot of straight looking about us. Like, 
almost every single person, you'd probably have to do, like, a little bit of a double take and be like, all right, like, which ones are boys, which ones are girls kind of thing. Um, like, between the, the clothing styles and the haircuts and the builds and, you know, just kind of how people prefer to dress, it's like, something's different here, you know, um, and so I think just that alone, you know, like hanging out with a crew like that in like a musical environment and you have a lot of people who are kind of like, you know, it's a little bit a part of the culture, not always. I'm not saying everybody does substances or that you must or that you have to or that you should or that you need to experiment, uh, you know, to each their own. You know, I know plenty of quite sober people that are not into like hardly anything at all they're just there for the music and that's fine you know I am not one of those people but a lot of people are um but yeah there are definitely people who do shrooms and who do you know ecstasy and all kinds of things uh these types of things sometimes make people a little open-minded to different types of people to diversity and such Um, so I think that could have maybe been the situation with this lady that was talking to our group. She just was really friendly. Like, it's almost like I would have thought that someone else I was with knew her, like the way she was talking to us. I was just like, oh, like, okay. Like, maybe she's like, maybe she knows one of them. And like, nah, she didn't. She just wanted to talk about gay stuff. Um, and just came right up and started talking about, you know... I need to be near that person and like all I'm like okay like <laughs> you know and then someone else at the same event um was kind of like complimenting my friend's hair and like you know using they them pronouns and I was kind of like all right they're kind of like putting it on you know over here you know um and so, yeah. And then there was a dude who was aggressive, went and started ruffling through my friend's hair and was a complete asshole. And, you know, we kind of stood up. Like, we weren't standing, but we stood up. At a, at a certain point, I stood up first, I think, just to be like, you need to back off, you know, like keep your hands to yourself like I don't remember what I said but it was somewhere along the lines of like you don't need to be touching people because they were like trying to like massage my friend's shoulders and like touching my friend's shoulders and hair and stuff like that and I'm just like what the fuck like who does this you know and I think it was some I don't I don't know I mean best case scenario this person was on drugs and wasn't aware of what they were doing but I don't buy that I think they were definitely even if they weren't even if they were on something I think this was from a place of some other kind of place like this was coming from some other kind of place because it's like they weren't doing that to other people they just singled this person out I think for gender-related reasons, because of how they presented, because of how they looked. Um, They knew 
you know, and then to have three people yelling in your face to stop and still not really stopping. It's like, what are you trying to have happen? And I just remember when my friends were just screaming and standing there screaming at this person, just like cussing him out and stuff. And I'm standing there just looking this guy in the eyes, just like dead, just like, like you fucked up, buddy, kind of thing. Like, and I'm just like, like, just, just do like in my head, I'm just like, just do it one more time, you know, like, like I, I, I don't know what I would have done if I hadn't had so much weed in my system. I probably honestly would have hit somebody like him. I probably would have. Um, I don't like people messing with my friends. Um, and this took a while to get this guy to back off. Like we're in a crowded festival full of people. Nobody else stands up to like, try to like help. And there's this idiot guy that's acting like this, just, he's just acting like a jerk. Um, I think he just did it because he, I don't hate men, but I think he just did it because he's a man and he knew he's bigger and stronger than us and he could he could probably do whatever he wanted. I mean, this is daytime. It was the sun hadn't set yet, so it was like daylight. But it was that was not even the least comfortable situation I've ever had with a trans person. But that was very recent and very uncomfortable and very uncalled for for this dude to be acting like this um but I don't think he would have done it if it was anyone else I didn't see him walking around touching any other people uh there were plenty of men with haircuts that were similar you know he didn't seem to have any need to be touching them um I just think it was a weird thing and it was you know it I don't know. I didn't really hear my friend to saying like, okay, stop doing that. And I was like watching the DJs for a while. So like, I didn't really hear anybody say like, oh, stop doing that kind of thing. But once I kind of like tuned in to what was going on with what he was doing, um, and I am kind of often on heightened alert when I'm with my trans friends. I just am because I just know to be you know I'm on hyper alert when I'm with my black friends that's just how I am like I know to like stay a little more attuned to my environment and don't just don't just kind of let your mind go and you know just kind of get into the flow of things like you kind of got to keep one eye open you know and I kind of know that so I kind of do have like a mode that I switch on and that mode had been switched on all day Um, and I don't know. I don't, I don't want to talk about too much, but basically that was pretty recent. Um, so basically I would say what it's like having trans friends, you know, overall, I mean, I've talked about this before, but like overall, um, I'm not, I'm not, see, I don't want this to come across like I'm saying, like, oh, poor me, you know, experiencing secondhand, like, discrimination and things. 
or poor me, you know, ex- experiencing these weird kind of like dynamics socially because, you know, like there's a little bit of social kind of like expectations and what. Oh, poor me. I'm not trying to say that. And I'm not trying to say, you know, that it's a burden. I'm not trying to say that at all. I'm just trying to say, you know, when I'm with my trans friends, I have that switch on. You know, that switch is on. I'm a little hypervigilant, a little bit, you know, and I think it's a must, you know. Um... I think like not in a way where I'm like burdened but I do think you know when I do make plans with trans friends I try to think about them uh too and I try to think about the situation that they're in I try to think about them their experiences their life their lifestyle Um, I mean, the more I know a person, the more I can kind of, like, tell kind of, like, what they may or may not need, but, um, overall, things that I look out for are bathroom situations, um, comfort situations, as far as, um, you know, are they going to be out of their comfort zone, is there some weird thing about this space that I'm inviting this person to share that is going to be a turnoff, you know, that's going to put them off, that's going to turn them off, that's going to make them uncomfortable or want to leave early or leave. And it's it's okay. If people want to leave early, I am never going to be like, oh, like you, like something happened and you should have to stay. Hell no. Um, but I'm very protective of my friends and you know, I would say when it comes to the trans friends, that's like a basic one, just the bathrooms. Um, <clears throat> I'm a little particular. I don't know. I feel like I need to know people really good. And <clears throat> I have a group of friends in San Diego that, like, I think about my dating life. If I were dating a trans person and got into a relationship with a trans person, um, there's a group of friends I have in San Diego where that would be fine. And... There's... Another... person who who's a close friend that it would be fine um and uh, that's i want to maybe another friend i have in oh maybe a couple two friends in LA i have where that would be fine Probably my siblings. I mean, my uh, my siblings aren't prejudiced, you know. 
they're fine with everything. Um, but yeah, nobody else in my um in my you know family or friend groups. Other than maybe three friends and my San Diego crew, would I be okay dating a trans person and and welcoming that person to, you know, um, you know, come hang out um, <clears throat> with me and either one of these three people or my San Diego crew? Um, and that's saying a lot, because I know a lot more people than that. And it's pretty sad to say, but um, that's it's pretty true, too. Um, I don't really know a lot of people that I could say for sure that I could trust that they weren't going to say some dumbass thing or ask some stupid-ass question or be, you know, discriminatory in some way. Um, I mean, I have a friend that was kind of open-minded, tried to be open-minded just because I was. And so they were like, I'm trying to follow your lead kind of thing. And so they would be stumbling over stuff and saying kind of the wrong things and not being too politically correct with things and you know there were some times where I had to just jump in and interrupt them and completely change the subject because I'm like oh shit I know where this is going you know I just was like fuck like (laughs) you know like like just change the subject kind of thing like you know like, hey, did anybody watch the Lakers? <laughs> you know, like, like, oh my god, <laughs> like, I, I don't want to go down this road, um, this route. Um, but they've come around. Um, they've come around. Um, and I think a lot of people will come around. But I feel like one thing I notice is when people don't know who's trans around them. They feel like they can say whatever they want to say or do whatever they want to do. They think they're amongst their own. Um, I think people know how I feel. I mean, I would say the group of people, uh, the group of people I've had the most trouble with would probably be the church people I grew up with. I I don't want to say it's all church people but a specific community of people I grew up with um, in L.A. They're probably the most impacting on my life. Um, even now, because they're fr- they have, their parents are friends with my parents, and so it's like this whole entangled mess. Um, uh, but we all grew up together, so I would say... Those people were the most impacting in my life. And I'd say, you know, I talk a lot systemically about, you know, white privilege 
But usually when I'm saying, I mean, I will to my friends um, who, you know, I'm aware that when, you know, I probably don't sound very, you know, educated or smart or anything when I'm, you know, talking about, oh, a white person said this or did that or whatever, um, or white people in general. Usually when I'm saying white people, I am talking about the system the systemic oppression, white privilege, not the individual friends that I have, the individual people who might be mixed with white culture, white heritage, who might be white themselves. I'm not talking directly to them about them, you know. Um, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about... Um, I'm talking about, um, uh, like, yeah, that's pretty much all I'm talking about. Um, but I know maybe I shouldn't probably say white because that's not necessarily what I mean. I think I'm, it sounds maybe like I bunch people into one group. Like I was raised in a neighborhood that's got a lot of white people, you know, I've got white family members, you know, cousins, aunts, uncles, um, really close friends. that are white people, you know, uh, potentially assumed to be brother-in-law, you know, um, I'm not against white people. The white people I know that are in my life are great, you know, but, you know, when I go out in public in the world as like an individual person by myself, you know, I experience things, you know, and that is like, I don't know. Do I have to apologize for it? I mean, like, I'm not doing anything. I'm just living my life. So it's like to also not be able to talk about it with people who are friends is kind of like, well, how can I not say, oh, this person, this happened in this place and it just happened to be because I was black and that person was not black. You know, how, how can I just omit that? I mean, somebody asked me how I am. I'm like, oh, I'm just not going to say it because, you know, it sounds a little racist and it's like, okay, but it was a little racist and I wasn't doing the thing that was wrong. So it's kind of like, you know, so it's kind of things like that where I'm like, I know how it sounds, you know, I mean, I don't want people to think that I'm like prejudiced or whatever, like, (laughs) that's funny, there's this guy walking, he's walking with his headphones in and he, I think he's got literally a freaking Walkman, dude. He is dancing. Not well. Oh, now he's running. Um, <laughs> and he was singing too. But anyways, I mean, I don't know. That's kind of one angle. Um, I don't really know how to talk about those types of things. Um, and I try not to change it. I try not to change it just because I'm around the white person or a black person. I try to just say it the way I would say it when I'm around black people. I will talk the same 
just to keep myself in check, you know, because I'm like, I'm not saying anything that I wouldn't say, you know, around any group, you know, but I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes it's hard to talk about different types of prejudice experiences with people who aren't from the same group as you because they they get offended and it's like but you didn't do it you know you didn't do that thing to me I'm not mad at you I'm just telling you I'm sharing my experience with you you know but I don't want to make people uncomfortable either but also if you're being victimized you know I don't know. It's such a complicated thing. So I, I do try to tone it down and not just be all like, oh, white people, you know, like, I love white people, man. I mean, half the people who never meet me think that I'm white. Like, it, it's just how it is. Like, I know that people get shocked. You know, I've had interviews where I did the interview over the phone and then they met me and they're like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> like I'm like, I know I don't look that weird. And I'm pretty sure the look on their face was because I don't look the color that you thought that I was, do I? You know, like, I don't have an address in the part of the city where you think that people look like me live. You know, like, I knew exactly what that face was, you know. It's like, whatever. It's kind of funny to me. It's like... But if there's not discrimination, then I don't really care. It's just kind of funny. Um, I don't know. Like, I... Um, I've... Um, but yeah, I'm kind of on the fence about that kind of thing. I mean, I'm not trying to talk so much about race. But... It's kind of like, uh, maybe I should change the way I talk about things. I'm, I'm debating. I'll see. I'll see. Like, I don't really rant about stuff like that on this podcast. I'm just talking about individually how I speak to my friends, you know, in person or on our phone calls, like the way that I talk to them, you know, and I don't even know how I got in that topic. It's not even what I'm trying to talk about here. But, um, I think the reason why I was mentioning it though, is because, you know, when you're around people who or one of you in some way or another, they talk about other groups of people in a way that they're, uh, those people are others, you know? So I can have my queer friends and ally friends. And then the way we talk about the homophobic people, the transphobic people, is like, oh, like, I can't believe this happened or that happened or this happened or that happened. Like, we call it out, and we're just like, oh, man, I can't believe that, you know? Um, Versus the people who are homophobic or transphobic, I mean, because, you know, race is visible, not always, but race is, you know, my race, the darkness of me is very visible. Like, if you miss it, like, damn, you're either blind or... You, I, I don't know. It's, it's not possible to miss if you can see, um, in color. Um, I'm very dark colored and that's visible. So if somebody wants to make like black jokes or whatever, I mean, I've had people make African jokes that didn't know that I have African parents, you know, African family, a lot of immigrated family, 
you know, from African countries and they did not know this and they were starting to say things about Africans and I'm like, yo, uh, hand raise over here, you know, well, I'm kind of African, you know, and it, it was black people making these jokes. So it's kind of like, you know, black American people making these jokes and I'm just kind of like, okay, um, cause they think you're one of them. They think you're just the black American and you're not from that other group so they can joke about you or make prejudiced remarks or whatever about those groups because you're not one of, you're not, you're black, but you're not African, you know? So when, sometimes when people, what I'm trying to get at with all this rant, let me just get to the point, is that sometimes when people don't know who you are or what you are or how you are, you know, they'll say things and you kind of get some knowledge about them, about how they think and feel. So this definitely has happened to me around homophobic people who don't know that I'm a queer person. I don't know how they don't know, but usually I, I have some people from my past that, you know, are church people that don't know that part of me. They're either blind or just they're not up to date with my life. They're not too involved with me. They think that they know me very well. And so they feel comfortable talking to me about any old thing. And the stuff that they say is very prejudiced, you know. Um, they're very prejudiced. And um, not all, not all of them, but I've heard what they say. I've been there and I'm just like, oh, I know how you think. And then they'll be like, when my gay friends are there that they know are gay, they'll be like, oh, you know, they won't say those homophobic remarks, but they'll say them around me because they don't know, you know? And so I've definitely had those experiences. I've definitely had experiences with um, I think these are normal experiences. Like, I'm not, like, holding anybody to it. Like, oh, you said that one thing? I mean, I say dumb shit all the time, you know? My mouth just runs. I say stupid shit. I say racist things and sexist things and homophobic things and transphobic things. Like, not, like, on a regular daily basis, but I'm pretty sure I've said something to offend somebody at some time. Um, I'm quite certain of it. Um... Unfortunately, I mean, it's not on purpose, but I'm quite certain of it. So, yeah, and I, I can call out myself being wrong for things and, you know, that it's not right for me to do. Um, usually it's out of anger or frustration. I don't usually go out of my way to make jokes about people, about their race and stuff. <clears throat> Just, you know, different groups of people are different and that's fine, you know. Um... I think when it comes to trans people, I've definitely noticed friends who are not trans, who are not allies, pretty much all, almost every friend except for the few that I've mentioned, I can't mention by name, but the few that I've mentioned have said something or revealed some thoughts um, about things, and, I mean, I don't identify as trans, um, 
looking at me, I don't know what people think I identify as. Um, I think I've definitely noticed in the most, and since 2022 and 2023, I've definitely noticed people being a little more like not certain what to call me, ma'am, sir, you, you know, most people, you know, I've noticed it with like cashiers. I've noticed it with you know, bartenders, I've noticed it with, you know, they don't say sir, ma'am, whatever they, some of them do, and they get it wrong, some of them get it right, um, some of them just don't know what to say, so they, they say friend, or buddy, or hey, um, fine customer, or like, what's your name, or like, and then they'll just call me by my name, and, you know, they don't deal with the he, and she, and all that, they don't, know what to do they don't know what to say and so they leave it and I'm like all right you know like you can just do whatever say whatever you want do whatever you want whatever um but I know how I look when I walk out the door I'm aware of it I'm comfortable with it I'm living my most comfortable life and I know when people see me they're like oh what you know sometimes they don't know what to say and it's fine, you know, like, it's fine if you don't know what to say, like, I don't think it matters, you know, and I'm like a living example that it's like, you can meet some random person and not know what the hell to say, still provide adequate services, um, still help them out and help them have a comfortable experience and not make it awkward to me, it's awkward because I'm like, ah, shit, here, I've created another awkward situation again. Um, people just don't know what to say, you know, and it's fine, but I don't know if I've changed the way I look. Maybe it's because I wear caps more. I don't really know. I don't feel like I look less feminine or less masculine or whatever. Like, I think I'd look pretty even all the way through. Um, I don't know, man, but maybe other people think otherwise. I don't really know. Um, but yeah, when people don't know who you are, they can change their tone, their tune. Um, and so I, I throw this example out there. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to like sway people or be like, I'm right, you're wrong, whatever. But to me, humans are humans. If you're trying your best to be a good human being, you're not stepping on anybody's toes, you're not getting in anybody's way, you're living your best life. You know, if you're in the U.S. and you're a taxpaying American citizen and you're not committing crimes and you're not, you know, trying to do anything wrong against people, and if you do mess up, you apologize and you learn. I mean, I can't fault anybody on those levels, you know, like, to me, that's what humans are supposed to be doing, you know, it doesn't matter if you're trans or non-binary or whatever you are, whoever you are, I feel like it should be even throughout, like, people can do what they want to do, you know, you're not getting in anybody's way, it's fine, that's my opinion on, on things, but, um, I know that there are... 
plenty of, uh, how shall we say, um, uh, people who, okay, think about, uh, I, I think about it this way. <clears throat> and this, this, I don't know, this might be a hard thing to try to to try to explain to people who might not be part of the culture and I might have to go into more depth on this in another episode I don't really know yet but say if you meet somebody maybe it's not even a a sexual attraction you're attracted to their to their personality they're attractive looking but maybe you're just not into them or whatever you know, keep it simple, because I think once people start thinking sexual attraction, they start freaking out, and they can't, like, think past that, so let's not even take it to a sexual level, let's take it to a level of an intersex person, you know, you don't know this person's intersex, how would you know, it doesn't, there's nothing obvious about the way they look, and there's nothing obvious about anything, you know, but they're an intersex person. And say you're a guy, cis male, straight, cis male. And you think this other person is straight, cis male. You never ask them. They always go by they, them. You never ask them. They never reveal that they're intersex until way down the line. And again, that's nobody's business. But you know, you go to the bathroom, they use the stall a lot, you go, you know, and do all these things, and then you realize, you know, once they open up to you about it, you know, that they're an intersex person. Does that change your friendship? You know, does that change your friendship, you know, with the person that is intersex, right? And most people would be like, okay, intersex people, they have maybe not the stereotypical genitalia, either internal or external. It's not exactly what you would see in a textbook kind of situation, scenario, right? It's a little outside of what you would call the norm of genitalia, right? A little outside. Um, I don't know. This is okay. I don't even want to take it to this level. But I don't know. I feel like this is going to sound. This is going to start. Okay. This is maybe crossing the line. And I know that I am. um, Because I think it's offensive. But also it's just a question. Right. So I think because I think most people. If you would put that scenario with an intersex person, you would never think one way or the other, right? You'd be like, whatever the fuck, like, I don't really care. You're still my friend. We've known each other all this time. Um, A person being intersex, it's just how they were born. You know, nobody's going to refute that. Nobody's going to, like, is it refute or dispute? Nobody's going to argue that a person wasn't biologically born this way and that's just how they are like you're already friends most people are going to leave it at that you know um i'm going to take it to a problematic level 
Okay. <laughs> I don't even want to say this. This is stupid. Okay, so this is where my stupid brain goes, right? And now, mind you, I know I'm not talking about trans people at this moment. I'm talking about a specific genitalia that has nothing to do with if somebody identifies as trans or not. So, most people who have watched pornography know that, you know, there's certain looks to genitalia, right? And there's such thing as what's called a micropenis that's real small. There's such thing as a clit that's really big, right? I mean, if you look at these people... I'm not saying, like, go watch porn. I'm just saying, if you look at just the genitalia of the people, you wouldn't maybe exactly know what they call it themselves. You wouldn't exactly know anything about them based on the genitalia alone. Just looking at the genitalia, if you don't know the person, if you don't see their body, and you're just given pictures of micropenises and big clits, and you're like, all right, look at these pictures, you know, tell me about this person. You can't. Like, what would what would you say? You know, what would you say? You can't tell anybody about a person from just looking at genitalia, right? And most of the time, a person's covered, right? They're usually not running around with their genitalia just, like, all over the place. Usually, most adults are wearing clothes, right? So... You usually wouldn't even know if somebody has a gigantic clit or a really tiny penis. You would never know this unless you're sleeping with this person or something along those lines. You would never know. But, you know, some people are into that and some people are not into that for their own reasons. Now, you wouldn't say that a guy with a micro penis, you know, isn't a man because his penis is too small. Or that a woman with a giant clit isn't a woman because her clit is too big. You know, you wouldn't say that. You would be like, oh, this is big or this is small. This is really big or this is really small, you know. Um, And that would probably be the only differentiation you could really make. If you don't know the personality, you're not hanging out with the people, you don't know anything, you're just giving pictures, right? Um, So those are kind of the two things that come to my mind. When people start thinking about gender, genitalia, surgical procedures, different people, and their, you know, identity. I mean, I know these are not the same thing. I know intersex people and the things I said about different, those different types of genitalia. That has nothing really to do with trans people. It's not the same freaking thing at all. I know But I just say, like, people can understand those things, kind of, you know, and not be like, oh, this is, like, not okay, right? But why is it if a trans person, a person identifies as a trans person, now society wants to have a problem with it, right? And I think that's wrong. It's not good. But I also don't understand. Like, I'm just, 
I just don't understand it. Because in my head, I'm like, I don't care what size a person's genitalia is. I don't care if they had surgical procedures on their genitalia. I don't care if they were born with some form of genitalia thing going on. So why would I care if they have some uh, other dysphoria going on about their body, about the genitalia they were born with, about body parts that they were born with, about the gender they were assigned at birth? I mean, how is that any different? I don't understand the difference between that and the other mindsets you'd have to have about the other things. Like, I think you can recognize, okay, it's different. This isn't something that maybe you see in, like, every single person you meet every single day. But outside of that, I feel like there's not much more to really be said. And I don't I don't really know how else to word it. That's as best as I can as I can explain what I'm trying to say. Um I don't know if there really even is a good explanation. Um but that's kind of what I think. You know, when people are prejudiced, I'm like are they? You know, like why do they choose to be prejudiced against like why would somebody choose to be prejudiced against a trans person and not against an intersex person? You know, I mean, I know they're not the same. It's not the same thing, but it's like, to me, it's like, well, if you don't know what one person identifies on one end, or maybe it's more like the visibility of it, you know, um, that it, you know, challenges people's minds too much that aren't used to seeing outside of maybe like the boy Georges and the, you know, Lady Gaga's and, you know, the artists formerly known as Prince and other artists like that, where there's kind of all kinds of things going on at any given time, you know, at any moment, they can kind of, you know, uh, present in a different kind of way. Um... I don't understand why people have a problem with it. Um, I have a really hard time understanding. Because it's like, no one's doing anything to you. They're not committing crimes against you. They're not, you know, injuring you in any way. They're not doing anything to you to force you to be uncomfortable. Um, I know there's not a lot of social protocols for, you know maybe being around trans people, um, a lot of people, you know, might have this kind of, like, you know, they're into, like, a a hyper-femme identity and people that are hyper-femme, and so they like to be around that kind of feminine energy and talk about really feminine things, or hyper-masculine and really mask, you know, and liking to talk about really masculine, um, masculine, stereotypically masculine topics, you know, um, I mean, I don't, I just don't know, I'm, and I'm not trying to even play stupid, like, I don't understand it, I just don't understand transphobia, um, but I feel like a lot of what it's like for me to have trans friends or even date trans people is just to be aware of the transphobia 
and not even necessarily like the outward transphobia only, but just the way that society just does not welcome trans people, does not, you know, make it comfortable for trans people. There are select cities and select places that kind of like, okay, they'll, you know, it's not all about bathrooms and things like that, but it's like, there are some things that are like basic needs need to be met, you know, like you can't just like never use the bathroom, you know, you can't be in a place where you can never go to the bathroom, like that's not going to work. Um, and there are a lot of experiences that are kind of hard to invite somebody to when you know how it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a mess, you know, it's going to be, you know, the waiters are going to be jerks and the freaking this person is going to be a jerk and that person is going to be a jerk. The wait staff is, you know, the kitchen staff is going to be jerks. And, you know, is somebody going to poison your food or mess up your food because they know that you're on a date with a trans person? You know, is somebody going to, you know, not let you in the store or not sell you something or not help you? Is somebody going to, you know, try to overcharge you or say, oh, look, your card doesn't work. We can't give you the service here. Um, what's going to happen, you know, uh, you never know what's going to happen, you know, cause you're kind of at the mercy of individual businesses and God only knows, like every business is so different. And I've probably said this before, like, you know, that I've, I read this book way back called black like me. It's a common book. I'm not the only person who's ever read the thing. Um, it's a movie too. I think you can find it on YouTube. And it's like, this guy basically is black. No, sorry. He's a white guy. And he wants to know what it's like to be black. Um, so a friend of his gives him some kind of medicine that makes his skin dark. And it's a black and white movie. So he looks, I mean, he doesn't really look like a black person, but his skin is dark. And he goes through life not life, but he goes like that for like, not even that long. And he has a breakdown and he's like, I can't believe this. He starts not wanting to go out and he's just like crying and like upset and just like, I hate, he hates the world, you know? And, um, I mean, I don't know if people want to know, what it's like, I mean, I'm not saying, like, you can really know what it's like to be a trans person, but you can know what it's like to be around trans people, or have some inkling of an experience if you just don't dress according to gender norms, and you kind of change it a little bit. I wouldn't recommend this to people, because you are putting yourself at risk. Um... I even know that I put myself at risk and I'm not even doing anything, you know, but I already know it. I know it. I know it. I already know it. You know, I put job opportunities at risk. I put other opportunities at risk. I put my life at risk. You know, all it takes is coming across one wrong person dating the dating, dating someone that you care for or being friends with someone that you care for or dressing the way that you just want to dress and it just happens to be wrong for that person and you get a bullet in your head or you get, you know, beat up or end up in the hospital or whatever. It's not that hard to end up in a place or to be in a risky situation. Um, 
you know, if I think if male, if guys, cis men who are kind of more mask presenting, if they've never put on a dress before, shave, put on a dress, put on some heels, put on a wig and walk around for a couple days like that and see how they get treated. Um, I, I bet you most guys would never want to do that. Um, and I mean, it can be same for women. I mean, it, it, it can be same for women, cis women who typically are, are presenting more femme. If they were to kind of mask up their wardrobe, you know, hide their long hair, put on a hat, put on a beanie, um, dress in like baggy clothes. I mean, not even like try to change your voice or fake facial hair or anything like that. Just look, they probably look more like a younger boy than they would like a grown man. But even switching up your clothes for like a week, I mean, you see all the shit that comes your way, you know? And a lot of it, I feel like when people do it instantly like that too, it's like the people in their environment are like, what are you like, what are you doing? What do you like? People are just going to keep questioning it so much and just it draws so much attention, you know, even if you're not doing it in a way to draw, like, you're not, like, making your hair all, like, huge, or, like, wearing some, like, outfit that's, like, you know, like, a penguin suit kind of thing, or anything that would, like, naturally draw attention, but just the fact that you've changed something about you drastically that's a gender-related thing, people get weird, And even if you tell them, hey, I'm just doing an experiment. I want to see what it's like to dress like a like a dude or I want to see what it's like to dress like a woman and see how people react, see how people treat me. The people they know will already treat them differently. The people they don't know, they're going to notice some things about their surroundings um, based on based on their experiences. Um but I can't encourage people to do that because I already know that they're putting themselves at risk. Um, you definitely will be at risk if you're doing something like that. Um, and that's just if you're doing it for an experiment for a week. You know, I know that if everybody did that, like, for a week, there would be a lot of people who would get killed who would end up in the hospital who would end up injured who would lose their jobs who would have some kind of academic problem you know there'd be all kinds of stuff even if people knew that there are people out there doing that for an experiment it would still put them at risk even though you know Even if your job says we don't discriminate, but you never dressed like that before, a lot of jobs would start discriminating against you. They'd be like, what are you doing? Call you into the office and be like, you know, you're disrupting the staff. You can't dress like this. It's like, why can't you dress like that? Like, I'm not doing anything wrong. You know, if I was a if I was a trans person or a non-binary person or someone who just, you know, a type of person who you know maybe you know more fluid with clothing and things and maybe one day I wear a dress maybe one day I wear a suit and that's just how I am and I was applying for a job cold and they didn't know me um 
they'd probably treat me differently than they would treat the person that they already knew who just all of a sudden decided for a week to wear different stereotypically gender clothing. Um, and it's stuff like that. Like, the stuff that I was explaining, all the stuff at the end about, like, intersex and genitalia and clothing and all that. I know it's not it's not trans. It's not the same thing. I know that. But even just talking about it as a scenario, I think people can kind of get the gist of, like, if I were to do this, this will cause so many problems for my life, you know? I already know. Like, I was talking to a therapist saying, like, yeah, when I go into the women's locker room, I take my hat off so that people know that I'm a woman, you know? Because I don't want somebody thinking that I'm some, like, man walking into the women's locker room. Um, I don't even want... There's, like, so many crazy experiences that go on. It's It's not even worth talking about right now, but... Um, I'd say overall, like what it's like having trans friends is great. It's a great experience. My trans friends are great. Um, the world around is pretty fucked up. I'll just put it that way. Um, it's nothing that we don't all know. Um, I'm pretty fearful for a lot of the laws coming into action and a lot of the other stuff. And a lot of the people that seemed to some extent, to be allies, um, kind of can't seem to get on board, um, with other stuff, um, and I don't understand what it is, um, maybe it's almost like how people have this fear about dating bisexuals sometimes, people say all kinds of weird stuff, like, oh, I don't mind dating bisexual people, but if they left me for someone of the opposite gender, it would devastate me kind of thing. And I mean, I guess that's, I guess it's valid to them, you know, I don't know, but it is kind of a very generalized thing. It's kind of assuming bi people cheat and it's also assuming that they're always going to like, I don't know what it is. I think it's an ego thing that somebody doesn't want them dating the opposite gender because it makes them look bad maybe. Or they think it makes them look bad, or maybe their friends or family are going to tease them because, like, oh, they weren't they dating you and now they're dating a woman, or weren't they dating you and now they're dating a man? Um, maybe people think about it that way, like, oh, I don't want to get duped by a trans person. I don't know. I've never, I've never dated a trans person that wasn't very open about it, though. I think most people are just because it's dangerous not to be. It's dangerous to be, but it's also dangerous not to be. And I feel like most of the time when I've dated trans people, non-binary people, gender fluid people, all kinds of different gender people, like a lot of the conversations we have on the first dates are a lot of gender related stuff. A lot of like, okay, we need to get all this stuff out of the way, you know, like what types of genders do you date? What types of things are you into or not into? And like, what, like, where are we meeting each other? You know, what level are we meeting each other on? You know, um, like I've had dates that had no facial hair and then the next day they showed up with facial hair and it's like, that doesn't bother me. That kind of stuff doesn't bother me, but you know, 
they knew that that doesn't bother me. I don't know. I like the way that they looked. I wasn't, like, turned off by it at all. I was like, just do... You do... There is no way that that person could have become unattractive to me. There's nothing they could have done. A dress, a suit, like, whatever the fuck. Like, clothes, no clothes. I, I didn't care. I was into them. Like, it didn't really matter, you know? But I think... Not everybody maybe is too comfortable with that. Like, they need to know what's what, and they need to know what's up, and they need all the details. And I think a lot of times, too, it's it might be an ego thing. It might be just, like, you know, people feel like their own gender maybe is threatened. Their masculinity or their femininity is threatened by some other person who is doing some other thing with their gender. Um with whatever gender they were assigned at birth. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. I mean, I feel like there's like some psychological thing behind it, but I don't know what it is because most of the times people put an argument in front of it and then there's always some like emotional kind of like reaction and there's this debate and this tension and we never really get to the root of like why why are people why why are some people transphobic? Why are some people homophobic? Why? You know, and I think a lot of times, I don't know, I don't know, is it wrong to say, is there such a thing as sexual fragility? Um, I'm asking the internet, is there such a thing as sexual fragility? Um, I mean, I've heard the term white fragility thrown around, but is there such a thing as sexual fragility like a person feels like their sexuality is threatened by somebody who's other somebody that they don't understand because they're from this minority group of sexuality or gender and they feel like their sexuality is threatened because if sexual fragility is a word or a term then maybe that's what it is um, um, I just don't know. Like, nobody's going to say that. They're not going to be like, yeah, I'm sexually fragile. And I'm not trying to, like, judge them and be like, oh, you're fragile and you don't have strength. You know, it's just, what is it? Like, what? Why? Like, I don't know. I need to go eat dinner. Um, I'm recording this at night and it's, well, now it's night. But I've gone on and on about this, and I'm just confused about the prejudice aspect of things. Because um, that's what it's like for me, like, having friends that are trans, dating people that are trans, you know, I have to stay in this hypervigilant mode and make sure I can protect myself and my friend if shit goes down. Um, That's basically the best I can describe it and I can't really trust there's a lot of people that I don't that I the majority of the people I know I probably wouldn't trust to introduce my trans friends or a trans date to very few people in my life that I would be like oh I'm dating this person and I'd like you to meet them usually it's not gonna happen um and that bothers me, you know, that bothers me, um, I think it would be even more so with the trans person, more so problematic than, you know, me dating a woman, because me dating a woman is like, 
I feel like most of the, even if I know some guys that are homophobic, I feel like even most of the guys who I know who are homophobic will be like, oh, you're both women, so they like that, you know? Um, I don't know, but that's kind of the vibe I get. Like, if I were a man, I think they would treat it differently. Um, But just because I'm a woman, if I brought another woman around, I think they'd be cool with that, the idea of that. Um... Ugh, shit. I mean, like, yeah, I've definitely had, like, guy friends, like, proposition the whole, like, oh, well, if you get a girlfriend, let me know. It's like, fuck you. Like, what do you have to do with it? Like, if I get a girlfriend, like, like you will be the last person who, uh, you won't even meet this person. <laughs> like, seriously, like, saying shit like that, I'm just like, oh, my God, like, what the fuck kind of thing is that to say? But, you know, they want to be a third or something, and I'm just like, you gotta be kidding me. Like, I'm not, like, against necessarily the unicorn hunter types or whatever, threesomes, whatever. I don't really care. I'm not, like, against that kind of thing. I'm just against it in that context of, like, bro, we're friends, and this is not some weird, like, fetish fantasy, you know... Like, my dating life has nothing to do with your fetishes. Um, So, I don't know. Like, and just for someone to be bold enough to even say that. I've had more than one person say that to me. And I'm no supermodel, okay? I'm not, like, some person that it's, like, uh, like, everybody's trying to bang me or anything. It's not like that in any way. So, I'm just, like, (laughs) like, you're not even into me. (laughs) Like, I know you're not even into me. And you're trying to, like, you're already trying to bang my girlfriend that doesn't even exist. Like, come on, man. But, I don't know. Um, Like, I'm not fetish shaming. I'm just saying, like, friends. (laughs) Friends should not say that to other friends. It's weird and it's inappropriate. Um, But, yeah. I don't know. I've never had a female friend be, like, interested in that, like, or, I've never had a female friend, um, I don't know, I feel like, I don't want to say that most of my female friends are, are more understanding, that's not true, um, I don't think that's true. It isn't most of them. Because uh, I have some guy friends that are very understanding too. Um, so I don't want to say most of my female friends. Um, I feel like most of my female friends are pretty comfortable talking about stuff. Um, a lot of my guy friends are too, actually. Like, most of my friends are psych people, so everybody just talks about everything. But um, I do find it a little... There's just so many weird... Um, angles that are just hard to really uh, grasp an idea of what's going on. Um, I don't even say if I don't even know if it's problematic to say things like sexual fragility because I never really understood like the white fragility. Like I I I understand what people are getting at when they say that, but. For my own personal self, I feel like I'm uncomfortable using that terminology. Um, 
But I do know what it means, and I do think it exists, but I don't think it's fair to just say it so generalized towards people. Just like it's not so fair to just call somebody a racist. Like, I feel like there's certain terms that are like, you can say somebody has white privilege, but to just start saying they're racist, like, those are two different things, you know? Like, one's based on a system, the other one's based on their own personal beliefs, and so it's kind of like, I don't really think... I don't know, when it comes to, like, things like white fragility, sexual fragility, even if it does exist, um, I feel like I'm, you know, that's not really something I really want to use, use that type of terminology about someone, um, but, like, I don't know, I feel like maybe it's disrespectful, but at the same time, maybe that's what's going on to some extent, but I don't really know. Uh, I gotta get off of here. I gotta actually get back in the house because it's getting cold. Um, but yeah, I don't know how to make these topics shorter. I feel like this is like eight topics, so I understand if people aren't going to listen to this nearly two hour long episode, but, um, if you do, thanks. Shout out um, to all you people who listen to these long ass episodes. Um, but yeah, I just feel like I owe you guys something. You know, the people who stick around and listen all the time. Um, I've been offline for quite a few days on here, and my voice isn't perfect yet. But I mean, it never was, right? So, <laughs> um, yeah, but. Alright, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see, I'm gonna dive more into some of these topics, and see, see if people like them, see if people listen to them, see what you guys think, and see kind of what comes up, um, because I think we need these topics, and I feel like the topics, you know, that I posted before, you know, there was a different political climate, and all this stuff, like, yeah, things were already shitty, but, I mean, they're getting shittier, And so I do feel, you know, there's a platform that I speak on and why not speak about it? Like, it's part of my life, too, you know, like I might potentially settle down with somebody one of these days and who knows what gender or sexuality they're going to be. Like, I don't know. I can't even predict that. Um, I have no clue what where they what they would where they would be. I have no idea. I really have no idea, but, um, yeah, um, all right, I'm gonna log off here, thanks for listening.